0: Shri Gori Vaishnav guru parampara ki jay Ti bhakti rakshak sri maharaj ki jay Shri Sigorada malab ke jay aur bhakt bind ke jay bahut prem anand so as i mentioned this morning we tomorrow is yeah. the appearance celebration of puja patri dar march um, but we have engagement to the general public with the general public tomorrow evening, so I thought I'd speak a little something um, about his contribution to the Sampradaya this evening. And then tomorrow we'll have some feast at midday and continue to the, the honor the occasion, which is a, uh, quite a... Uh, a blessing for the uh, the community of uh, the Gaudias and and the world and um, to the lineage kind of family of Bhakti Vinod and 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 to uh the disciples and grand disciples of Bhujapati, Bhakti Swami, Prabhupada in, in particular <coughs> as you know um whichd Srida Mirj was the uh, closest uh, uh, godbrother of Srila Prabhupadas. They had a very intimate relationship which he himself um, said to us, and that uh, in the context of really formally introducing him to his disciples as he did in Sridha Mayapur. Where he had been invited to oversee the installation of the Anantasesh deity that goes in the foundation of the temple. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's a famous video of that occasion where um, uh, Prabhupada introduced him to us and he, he sat on a Vyasa song with, with Prabhupada. Probably to give a short history of their connection. Hmm? for uh, And that I, from the very beginning, I knew he was a pure devotee of Krishna and, and so forth. Um, and we have a very intimate connection. Hmm? And uh, so the, uh, to elaborate on that, the, the history of, of their connection is is a starting point. Um, and we'll see, we, we may flash back earlier than to the life of Pujapad Sridhar Ramarsh in the service of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur during the time of the great Gaudiya mission, mm-hmm. before his departure and before the two of them, our Prabhupada, and uh, shri Ramarsh became the uh, uh, esteemed Acharyas that they, that they are. But um, it was after the departure of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur that they became more intimate, um although uh, even prior to that in the mission, obviously they met and knew one another enough that probably would have the um, um, acquaintance uh, of in enough to invite him as he did to to uh, live in his house. He actually had two I think two like flats or something like that in Calcutta and so one he shoot our in one. He had for himself, for, for six years they lived side by side. Hmm. So, it's a good amount of time. But as I say, he knew him well enough to in- invite him. He said about that, that at the time I thought, and this was after the departure, obviously, as I say, the departure of Bhakti Siddhāna were Thakur, and, and the uh, changes that the mission, the Gaudiya mission uh, sometimes referred to as Gaudiya underwent, underwent hmm, after the departure of Bhaktisiddhantarastri Thakur from the midst of his disciples. Um, um, at that time, when they came to live together, Prabhupada said that he had an idea to, to form a mission with Sri Marsh as the head. Hmm. So he had a lot of confidence in him, and that confidence was also... Uh, shared by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who said a number of things about Pujapad Siddharth Maharaj um, that, uh, that are evidence of such uh, confidence. He uh, was originally chosen to go to the West and be the missionary, to go to England. But he uh, reasoned with the Guru Maharaj, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, um, as to why he was not the best candidate. Hmm. Um, but it's evidence of the confidence that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur had in him. He said that, I knew that Sridhar could never be converted. Hmm. But uh, Puchipa Sridhar um, offered as a service to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, some of his own thoughts on the matter as to why he was not the best candidate. So from this we can understand he was, as he often described himself, a backward-pushing man, not one to push himself in the front and take the lead and and so on and so forth. He was very disinterested, hmm, if you will, by nature, which was thought to be a very good quality hmm, because of the bhakti lakshancar. It said, "Too much bhakti is a sign of a thief." Hmm? Sign of, of cheap. bhakti. We know that bhakti is not cheap. So, too much bhakti. He must have stolen it. It must have uh, by a sleight of hand, an intellectual sleight of hand, led people and himself, arguably, to believe that he had more bhakti than he did. Hmm? So that goes on. Hmm? But um, Sudarmarsh was not susceptible to, to such a very, uh, very eager to see others in, in the front and follow and so forth. But he had great, great uh, leadership qualities, in particular his, his deep insight into the, into, the, into the scriptures and his ability to represent it in a thoughtful and uh, even poetic, profound and a poetic manner. Um, but he, at the time, expressed to Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur that he was such more of one that uh, preferred to stay in the background and keep in smaller circles and not mix uh, uh, very much with with the general public was his nature and he thought that a person who has more of a capacity to mix with the general public more of a, let's say, an extroverted person than an introverted person, might be a better candidate. And um, he also offered, in service to Bhaktisiddhanta talk or for his consideration, the idea that, the fact that there were others in their midst who were better at speaking English, than himself. So to go to England, the English-speaking world, which was the idea, there might be better, better persons. Um, and thirdly, he said that that the t- time is short, and you're here hmm, in India, and I think that I could take advantage of your association. Hmm. Um, so I offer my knees these uh, thoughts to you for your consideration if you order I will go. And so he, he, he liked that this kind of um, um, considerations put forward by his disciple uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasadha liked it and he chose another person to go. But um, just the way in which he he, he offered and the fact that Sarasadha shows him is, uh, is, says much about his, his, uh, his character and the confidence that Bhakti Sastri Thakur had in him. On other occasions he also expressed it. Um, he uh, gave him a nickname of Shastra Nipuna. Shastra Nipuna means s- scriptural genius. It's one of the, the, the uh, qualities of the Uta Madhikari given by Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And that's echoed in Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Shastra Nipun. Hmm. Um, and in that regard, he was, um, as it turned out, very uh, capable of um, composing in Sanskrit the um, poems and um, and uh in, in 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 uh literary contributions that in a very concise way contained the teachings and the the spirit of what he was writing about his bhakti Vinod Biraha astakam hmm, that he wrote uh i think it's an astakam um eight prayers um in Sanskrit, original Sanskrit composition, this is, you know, a dying kind of, it's hard to find somebody that can translate Sanskrit, but speak of compose in Sanskrit, and then compose poetry, uh, uh, or, uh, it's, it's a, certainly uh, a, a great, uh, it requires some scholarship. And uh, again, along with the scholarship, which is rare to find, he and, and rare amongst the disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Srishti also, um, he uh, not only from a like a scholarly point of view, but as he was able to write on the subjects in such a way that they that they, the 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 very spirit of them was contained there. So, for this is an example, his glorification in being a mood of separation from Bhakti Vinod, mm-hmm. he wrote, was uh, such that when Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur read it, he said that Sridhar Marsh has captured Bhakti Vinod in this astakam, in this poem. He, he's present there. Mm-hmm. He was startled by that. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to also recognise that he was a generation later he'd never met Bhakti Binotakura. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: so it says something as uh, as well. Um, there are other uh of course a number of his compositions of the Premadam De um I don't know, but it's quite long, I forget how many verses it is, quite long. Um maybe seventy, eighty. 72, 72 verses. Uh, it's basically a uh, a a narrative in poem, uh, a poetic narrative of the entire Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the entire teachings. Hmm. In 72 verses. It's quite a. In Sanskrit, yeah. It's, uh, so you don't, you know, these are the kind of. Poems, astakam's and so forth that you you know you, you find from hundreds of years ago type of thing, jewels, valuable, and they're being carried over and so forth. You don't find much of them coming as the generations of Gaudiya Vaishnavism go on. Hmm. So um, another yeah. is his Sanskrit uh, prose commentary, um, which is then. That's harder in one sense. It's philosophical writing. Hmm? Commentary on Brahmagayatri. And uh, he takes, the, brings the essence of the Brahmagayatri to Radha which is the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's a very extraordinary uh, um, contribution. Hmm? So these are uh, valuable jewels. I had the fortune um, when I uh came under the shelter of Sridhar Marsh to publish a book um, uh of his songs and wrote the introduction to that and i was making these kind of points it's uh, i should go back and and read that uh what do we call that um i can't recall but I had, we, I had the sun and the moon rising on it with this was like Photoshop didn't exist in those days. now well, we did that. I forget how, and um, and uh, a good number of his poems glorifying the different Bhakti sadanta. Uh, uh, there there is another one, the poem that in which he um, Sanskrit poem in which he glorifies Bhakti Saraswati Thakur was so much appreciated by all of the. Uh, disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Thakur, that they felt that he captured Bhakti Siddhanta. Prabhupada, about that song, uh, told um, his sannyasi disciple, who at the time was the president of Krishna Balaram Temple. Um, His name was... um, Starts with an A. I forget now. Um, But anyway, he told him uh, that... uh, this song should be sung every day in, uh, in all of my temples. Hmm? It's one of those things that didn't come about, but you can find it sung that it is sung in practically all of the different missions that are loosely referred to as Godyayamat that have arisen out of the um, lineage of Banki Sidantasar Thakur. and in some of them, it is engraved, you know, in marble. On the walls in the temple, or certain verse from it, hmm? uh, at Terkadamba in Vrindavan, the place of Rupa Goswami's bhajan, there, hmm? I think uh, it is written there, and maybe some verse that he wrote about Rupa Goswami as well. So I mean, he's very accomplished uh, uh, in a in a way that seems to like. you want to date him a few hundred years earlier, something like that, the kind of thing that was arising out of the first and second generation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers hmm, that are just like foundational to the whole of the Sampradaya. So very, very extraordinary um, literary uh, and uh, spiritually uh, deep um, contribution hmm? is... from his pen, um, and so, um, as I'm saying, Bhakti Sadan expressed great uh, confidence in him. He would often, after the lectures of Bhakti Sadan be approached by a number of God brothers who would ask, "What was he saying?" and "Can you, you know, explain that to us?" and uh, and, and so forth. And he would ha- have that ability to have captured it and to um, reiterate it in such a way that it was uh, better understood Prabhupada told um, his disciple Duda Maharaj that everything I learned uh, uh, I learned from Sridhar Maharaj so um, we know that he wrote in the uh, in the letter to Achyutananda Maharaj which is the first we heard of the person, of Pujapachita Maharaj, that Pujapachita Maharaj was in India at the time, and he and a couple of others uh, had been there for some time, and Prabhupada was in the West, and so they were a little... Uh, uh, well, distanced from Prabhupada, and, and they had the uh, some association with one of Prabhupada's godbrothers who was not... Um, didn't quite understand Prabhupada and his contribution, wasn't honoring it in a way that was conducive for the the association of his disciples. And so that, combined with um, the fact that they were at some physical distance from Prabhupada for some time, caused the Chutananda Swami to, to write to Prabhupada and say that he felt the need maybe to have the company of a Siksha guru in Prabhupada's absence, one would be a better time. Hmm? That's kind of the, the point. <laughs> and, uh, and then Prabhupada wrote that, that, um, and he was well aware that there were problems with another of his godbrothers and so forth, but still he selected amongst his godbrothers, which merchant said that uh, you can go with him, stay with him, and you will be safe there. And, and what to speak of... Um, Having a Siksha Guru for yourself, I consider him my Siksha Guru, so you'll you'll benefit there. We found that Chaitanya uh, Ch Marsh spent a number of months there with the street Marsh until probably returned to India, and he always had a special character about him, a, a kind of a real godya sensibility and uh, and affinity for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth, that, that was like a little bit of a different, you know, kind of a influence. It was, it was charming and compelling and so forth. And it came from association with Pujapada Sridhar So, So, again, um, Prabhupada's um, confidence in him, it's very clear um, if you look at the historical record of things that Prabhupada said written about Puja Sridhar that he wanted his disciples to have his association. But it's also clear that there were circumstances that didn't always make it seem in Prabhupada's mind that it would be it could work out. There were mitigating circumstances that 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 caused Prabhupada sometimes to express some, some cautions. Primarily the fact well, they were really, that Shudomarsh being the even tempered person that he was, hm, um equipoised, balanced and um Able to see all sides and so forth. He was a person everybody thought was fair and you could trust and have confidence in and so forth. When he established his own moth, um, it was Keshav Marsh, whose mouth was next door, who helped him to do that. Later, it was Prabhupada who authorized, uh, as he was passing through the world, that certain monies from his Mayapur Vrindavan Trust would be given to Sridhar Marsh to finish his Nath Mandir. Um, but um, uh, it, is, uh, it was told to me by um, the moth residents many years later of Siddharth moth that when Madhav Maharaj would come, when this uh, Ban Maharaj would come and others would come to visit Siddharth they would pay their obeisances on the road outside of the temple before going in. So they had high respect for him. Hmm. It was he who Bhaktisuddhanta Saraswati Thakur asked to sing Sri Rupa Manjari Pada at the time of his passing from the world. He asked for this song to be sung. It's Narutam Thakur's song that speaks about the ideal of Manjari Bhav, which is the ideal of Bhaktisuddhanta Saraswati Thakur and and the... uh, uh, Mm. The highest ideal of of Vaishnavism. And so upon his passing, he wanted it sung, it was Pujapad Pramod Purimarsh who began to sing, who was famous for Kirtan, and Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta would engage him in Kirtan. Mm. But he stopped him in the midst of it, and he said, No, no, I don't want the sweet voice, I want one with realization. And he asked Marsh, more realization, I should say, to, to, to sing. So he sang, and everybody loved him. Saraswati Thakur is giving a great, making a statement here by this, they thought, that he, had, he has given Shiromar's entrance to the camp of Rupa Manjari. And Shiromar said, but I thought he was posting me at the gate. And he said, but I'm not letting just anybody in either. So I am Bhakti Rakshak, the Rakshak, the protector of Bhakti. So, so um, another instance of his, um, the confidence of um Thakur in him in, 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 in to extend upon that promote Puri Sami Marsh had accepted chudar marsh as his guru and uh, and um, was visibly uh, very moved in, in whenever in his presence he would come annually and speak on his the day of shootutamar's appearance day and and he uh, just to see his picture he would always being you know, humble and reverent. So he had deep, deep regard for him. Shows his own good character. He didn't think, well, who's this guy going to lead the kirtan instead of me, or something like that. He, he took the lead of Bhakti Siddhanta and showed himself to be an By the way, he he, he he dealt with that. So, um, very highly respected, I would say. But uh, as a result of his fairness, and uh, and, and as I say, his is kind of, um, well, detachment, he had an obvious detachment. To be detached from the idea of being in the front, if you will, and being recognized. Everybody wants to be recognized and acknowledged. Hmm? And this, uh, uh, to some extent, of course, is healthy, but but Pratishta, uh, the extension of that is a, is a problem, obviously. And he did, and it's the most difficult of the uh, kind of anarthas, to give up. It's the root of all anarthas. And so it was obvious to his godbrothers that he didn't have any pratishta. And so they tended to think that they could get good counsel from him and that his detachment was was evidence of his realization and so forth. So, as a result, they... um, um, other god-brothers would come and associate with him and he would entertain their discussions and questions and so on and so forth and give his fair and balanced opinion and so on. So this was good in a way, but it was a problem, Prabhupada thought, because if I let Sri I want my disciples to hear from this very clear if you study that he... That's what he wanted, but he felt they were mitigating and extenuating, as I say, circumstances that, that didn't permit it. So he thought, but maybe... All the other Godbrothers will come, and there some of them are a problem, hmm? and there'll be a problem for my disciples, and so forth, and and, and so on. I mean, the very letter that Prabhupada wrote—that we the one letter where he criticized Shudrmar—is the only one that uh, was was later used and abused, I should say, to be um, and presented as the definitive statement about Shudrmar. If it was as if it was the only one at the time, we didn't have access to the database, or there was no. There were no, um, there was no internet. There were no PCs at the, you know, at the time. <laughs> so uh, some people selected that letter for their own purposes and presented it as if it was the only and the definitive statement. It was the one letter only amongst many that um, the Prabhupada had some criticism of the read. Emerging the context of it, of course, was that. It was uh, during the Goraknem festival, and many devotees had come, godbrothers, and, and come to Sri moth, math uh, to visit. So, Prabhupada sent some of his disciples over there to represent. And in that sector, where different people got up and spoke, one of the godbrothers got up and spoke and said, "And the disciples of Swami Maharaj are here, and they have the." They're chanting the name too. Of course, they're not chanting the pure name, but you know something like that. And so, and they, disciples, came over and they told him the problem. And uh, he became quite, of course, upset and so forth. And it wasn't Shri who just said it? But it was said there, and and so he thought, you know, he's good. But then these other people come, and then they, you know, we're into this kind of these kind of issues and so forth. Still, um, after that. Uh, and then someone had written to him, the Rupanuga had written to Prabhupada about the occasion, and so made some comments and Prabhupada wrote back. And and uh, he had a slight criticism of Sridhar Maharaj in that letter, which we read to Sridhar Maharaj, and he chuckled and said, Oh, Swami Maharaj, he's not even spared me in his criticism. And, uh, and so forth. But after that, if you look at the historical record, and he, he are still on other occasions, he, he still came, suggested that let us build a temple, build a, you're going to build a house for me, we'll build one for you as well, and you can come and stay there, and my disciples from all over the world will come and hear from you, and, and so on. These were later developments, and in the end, of course, the last thing he said was that, that was just exactly what he said, and the first thing that he said to us about, Sridhar that uh, basically the essence of it is, uh, for Siksha, you can see my godbrother Peter Shira Maharaj, not but for philosophy, he said, is anyone we could see after, or associate with any of your godbrothers after your departure, was the question asked by Tamal Krishna Maharaj. Um, because Prabhupada said, um, for the funeral rites, which Tamal Krishna Marsh asked about, you can talk to Narayan Marsh of in the Torah. So, Krishna Krishnar says, "After you leave, is there anybody else that we can, you know, associate with?" And, and he said, "For philosophy, my God, brother Piyush Marsh of Naldeep." Hmm. And so, uh, by the transcendental system, if you will, uh, by the arrangement of of God, he became really the the uh, substantial successor of Prabhupada. Prabhupada wanted his disciples to succeed him in separate succession, understandably. Um, but um, those are big shoes to fill. And um, not by any plan, hmm? not that it was all thought out and planned by him, but by circumstance. For example, as I'm saying, Tamal Krishna Maharaj asked a question, and the Sridhar gave that answer, and what it would turn out to, what it might mean, you know, who can say but um, what it did turn out to, we can't say now. And what it turned out to would be was was a, was um, an opportunity, really, for Prophet's disciples who he would, would wanted to him, to succeed him in every way in, in, in a glorious way, and be glorious themselves in doing so. That um, uh, that. In, in trying to do so, they, they found, uh, that, as I say, there were big shoes to fulfill fill, and so they were, it was difficult, and Sri was there on the scene by Prabhupada's invitation, really, which he didn't expect and wasn't looking for, <laughs> and uh, to help, and that's all he, he did. He offered good help and good advice, and if you go back and look at the advice, it's very, very, very good advice, very insightful, and and all with the desire to help Prabhupada's disciples succeed him successfully and um, you know walk, if you will, in those those shoes. Not with uh, it's not that all of a sudden, after a history of his whole life of being disinterested <laughs> in being in the front and leading and, and so on and so forth, that suddenly at you know eighty, whatever it was, five years old, ninety percent blind, he he jump and take over you know on the lead of Prabhupada's movement and get all the prestige and <laughs> and so forth it was just like not his nature as i've been explaining it's just not his nature at all well, he was very disinterested in the public and he did it as a service they came to him you know, he did it as a service he answered according to his convictions his realizations and um and sincerely tried to help and his help did not go on um, well, it was, was taken advantage of not by everybody who heard and who it was directly offered to uh, but it really was the his teaching, Siksha his, his good company and association was really something as I'm saying that Prabhupada wanted all of his disciples to have the opportunity to take advantage of him and it, as it so turned out hmm, um, after the passing of Prabhupada, there was really practically no other Godbrothers type, you know, problem that could have arisen. It didn't arise in those times. But Prabhupada's own disciples became uh, the pro- a problem mm-hmm. and did not honor the uh, the association of Shrido Marsh uh, appropriately um, and take advantage of his teaching and, and so on and so forth. And uh, so... Yeah. further problems arose from that but with problems come solutions and this is the way hm? it's the way of Leela hmm? bad things give rise give rise to good things that wouldn't have happened otherwise and and so on and so forth and who can say the way the course how it will go hm? Hmm? you know they say with every problem there's some silver lining or Something like that. Uh, this is this is the, the, the case in in my experience in in, in my life. And um, who could have guessed what uh, that we would be here today speaking about about this? It was certainly nothing I thought of, planned of, could have even imagined. Hmm. Um, but uh, here we are, taking advantage, as Prabhupada would have liked the uh, the uh, association of Sri Sridhar Maharaj and gathered in a small group here this evening to, to glorify him. Um, backtracking from how we know him hmm, as Prabhupada's godbrother, as our Siksha guru, um, as uh, a prominent member of Gaudiya Mata, who had taken sannyas from Bhakti Saraswati Sridhak, who was the Sannyas Guru of Prabhupada's Sannyas Guru, who uh, Prabhupada had great affinity for, and, and as a God Brother, some differences with as, as well. And Prabhupada was his own person, obviously, and very capable, but in his, true to his Vaishnava character, he, he uh, felt some lacking for want of good counsel and association. Hmm? This is the good character of, of a Vaishnava who will feel like this, however qualified they are. And Sri is the person, more than anyone he looked to uh, for that, who himself was humbled by the thought that Prabhupada would ask me advice, and he's so successful in everything he's doing, uh, and so on and so forth. But, um, again, this is something that, about our experience, and this is the very later, later life of uh uh, Pujhaparaj Sridhar we talked a little bit about his involvement in, in Gaudiya Moth, dating back to the desire of Bhakti Siddhartha to send missionary to the West and so forth, and how Pujapat Sridhar had been selected. Um, but prior to that, um, uh, he was born in a, uh, a Brahmin family, and uh, they were um, shaktas, so they were I think his mother's side had some affinity for Mahaprabhu. These are the two groups in Bengal, the, 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 the shaktas and the bhaktas, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then the, uh, the worshippers of Kali. Hmm? And uh, and the uh, they were at odds with one another. And so his, his father was of that um, persuasion, and he had a real disliking. For the Gaudiya, Vaishnavas, the casteless people, and and so forth, um, mm. they were for they were for a classless society. Actually, mm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was for a classless society. The Church of the whole universal Church of the Holy Name, and everyone chanting from all walks of life, and so forth. But, but uh, uh, in his uh, Youth. He 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 became interested in 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 Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He was a very introspective person, as we're describing, and good in school and so forth. And he has highlighted in his own um, description of his life. It was uh, recorded, and and uh, questions were asked of him for some history. He's highlighted certain moments in his life that were very powerful and uh, um, and. Uh, uh, fo- foundational, formational, uh, you know, to his, his, ultimately his life as a monastic sannyasi in the great world, a hm, mm-hmm. uh, very theistic just by nature and, um, and to somewhat of an ex- ex- extreme that really caused concern for his, for his family, um, he, uh, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, some of the moments that he spoke about. He spoke about a friend in school whom he met and in school the early days in school he said there were two groups basically. There were those that were interested in the modern world mm-hmm. and they tended to gravitate towards being doctors
1: mm-hmm.
0: to serve the you know, the community. And um, and then there were those who were leaned more towards the uh, the spiritual and ancient teachings. Hmm? And um so he was more of the the latter hmm? in his disposition but he had made a friendship with one fellow a classmate who was also like that but he was a little he was kind of a little of both. Hmm? And so he would take the opportunity to, to serve the people and so forth And uh, when the opportunity arose. But he had, then had his own inner inclination towards the um, the teachings of the rishis of yore and so on and so forth. And one day, uh Maharaj asked him something um, and he said, and it was with regard to his father, and he said, Oh, that gentleman, something, something... Shudomar said, "How can you refer to your father as that gentleman? That is inappropriate. He's your father. You refer to him as some gentleman as if he's a distant person. How can you do that?" And he said, "Yes, it is true. I should not do that. But it is true that he is some gentleman." Hmm? And of course, then he went on and you know emphasized the philosophical point that our fathers might be our sons in the future life, and every all these relationships are. Fleeting and passing, and he's just some gentleman. Hmm? Um, yeah, really, he's an Atman. You know he, he talked about uh, the philosophy. This kind of basic point, and it just hits you, a in a way like that's true. And he would hear really like, something like, and he would just yes, that is our teaching. And then you know he would like really embrace that. It would be you when know, he would hear something from wherever, and it would just. Strike a philosophical chord with him. Yeah, this is what the shastras are teaching. It was as if it would become part of his life, just hearing it once. Hmm? It would become a foundational stone in the life that he was was building. Hmm? And uh, I think it was from that fellow he got the inspiration to find a, a, a guru, and he went to a couple of people. He, he looked uh, and and um, one fellow was recommended and he went and met and uh, he tells the story of how he had found himself to be interested in in someone in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching from what he knew about it. And uh, so he presented that to the fellow. He said, yes, Chaitanya's teaching, that is the highest. Hmm. But to go to Chaitanya's teaching first, you must learn the teaching of the Buddha and become accomplished in that, then the teaching of Shankar, be accomplished in that. And he went on like this. And Sridhar Maharaj said, that is a very interesting idea. As he said, but it is not what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was taught. <laughs> and the man was defeated. And so Sridhar realized, this is not my guru. And so he told a couple other persons he met, and and, and somehow he met the Godyamoth people. Hmm? And uh, eventually, he was very taken by their um, very s- strong conviction in Shastra. If it wasn't in Shastra, they didn't care about it. Hmm? This opinion, that this idea, a spiritual idea, that a spiritual idea, But you couldn't be supported sh- for Shastra, they didn't have the time of day for that. That was very. He was very um, impressed by that, hmm? and they were uh, many young and educated people. Hmm? um who had like a foot in the world but were, you know, taking to source Sarsatakur's mission, giving up the Gandhi mission, which every young man was taken by. So that was very compelling and powerful for him to see that and and um and he uh he tells of how he was invited to a festival at Bhagan Sarsatakur held and with a theistic exhibit, it went on for a few days and so forth. And, uh, and at the end of the festival, Bhaktisiddhanta came forward and asked the crowd, had a request for the crowd. And the crowd was very pleased with the festival and so forth. So they thought, well, oh, you know what, the will ask one request. So he made his request. He said, my request is that you don't go home. Mm-hmm. and you stay here. we continue this festival. And he was very moved by that, Chita Marsh and he thought oh, oh it's very compelling he said at that time I thought because he had that by that time his marriage had been arranged and he was married and he said somehow all of a sudden a thought came in my mind if my wife were to die I could do that he thought, why am I thinking and then he went home and his wife had died hmm. and he was so he, he joined the mission the bhakti sanasar <laughs> <laughs> hmm. and and uh, Lived his whole life in the mission as a as a monastic. So there's a there's a, uh, a book with some of these points. I can't remember them all. We've talked a bit already, but um, uh, it's very moving to hear you know, this couple of points here and there, and that they really um, took him in the direction that uh, he ultimately went as a very dedicated um, and uh, accomplished disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Talk or member of the Bhaktivinoda Bar, very um, um, capable of speaking in an artful way as as we've said earlier and with reference to western philosophers and so forth and finding some some bridge making some bridge between some of their thoughts and the thoughts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and very it was very um Interesting isn't the word, but uh, to, 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 to meet him, and it's so different from Prabhupada in disposition. Prabhupada was very outgoing, and, and Shida Marshall, as I'm saying, very introverted, and Prabhupada was kind of presented himself well for the public, and he wanted his disciples to look, you know, well-dressed and so forth, and Shida was in tattered cloth, really. Uh, and kind of disheveled, and uh, and that that disinterested uh, personality you know, had its uh, uh, expressed itself in his his demeanor, and uh, and so on, disinterested, and and kind of like a little bit disconnected from his body, you know, <laughs> concerns for for that, and so forth. Uh, uh, so it was very different, uh, and of course, probably had a big um, falling, and it was. Um, you know, as that increased, it was difficult to get the company of Prabhupada. There's a lot of aishvarya surrounding Prabhupada and so forth. And Siddha company was very intimate. Hmm? And there was the same type of protocol to, to see him and so on and so forth. And uh, and he generously sat, really for two hours, almost every morning and evening, four years. Hmm? and uh, not in good health and almost blind, but on his veranda and entertained questions, all really coming from Prabhupada's uh, disciples, and then some of the next generation who um, took shelter of him and, and became his, his disciples. And those were recorded and so forth, and many much of that has been turned into the books and so forth. We're reading from one of those. Transcribe talks in the, in the morning, as we often do, and um, so it was a. It's a really great, uh, really wonderful uh, contribution, and a very uh, interesting, like I say, contrast between the two persons, so uh, connected with the same ideas, hmm, and differently externally and differently internally connected too, as he very thoughtfully. Um, uh, stated with so much support that the Prabhupada's affinity was for Sakirasa, He had affinity for, for Madhurya Rasa, Manjari Bhava. So, different, somewhat, some difference internally, different in disposition, externally and so forth. But really, um, through and through, the followers of bhakti Surya Siddhartha, the followers of Bhaktivinoda, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gaudiya Vaishnavas in the, in the deepest sense, and and very uh, very capable both for presenting to the public and making um, um, this a, a you know, an ongoing living tradition. And here we are as a, as I say, the uh, uh, rep- we amongst others represent the uh, we, we exemplify that we we, we, um, we are evidence of that. But the, the two, you know, the differences were, 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 were startling, you know, but, but it was very edifying hmm. at the same time. Obviously, that there could be, as probably once said, well, you know, if you find a leaf from a tree at the base of the tree, and then at a the long distance you find another leaf, but they taste the same, you know, they came from the same tree. Hmm. So they were different, but they were the same. I mean, it was this, obviously it was the same teaching, and here's a person that that, that probably learned very much. He wasn't in the in the moth, you know. He had his family and business and so forth. And so many things that Sri heard firsthand and learned firsthand from from uh, Bhagat Sant Thakur. He these are the kind of things they talked about for six years living together. And Prabhupada was doing his business and taking a fair, fair care of his family, but his real interest was only Bhakti. And so you can imagine the discussions they would have, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and and so on. And he said that Bhakti Siddhanta so wanted that he prepare, would prepare me. Hmm? And he also and, and he wanted that I would bring him out also. Bhakti Siddhanta told you should bring or Marsh out. Hmm? Uh, so he did it. And Prabhupada this is one of the big accomplishments of Prabhupada. <laughs> he fulfilled the ambition of Bhakti Shuddha Siddharmartha brought out. He brought him out, and he's you know, all over the world, and he, without even trying, he wasn't trying, Prabhupada did it. <laughs> if you want to complain about Siddharmartha, talk to Prabhupada, <laughs> because he's all over the world, uh, to the extent that he is, because of one person, is Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. That's the only reason. Hmm? Who as I say, in the final um, instructions about him said, for him, philosophy, and off they went, you know, the governing body commission of his mission to Sridhar Maharaj and in the spring of 1978, and so it, it, it began. So Prabhupada is the person who is responsible for that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and this was one of the things that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasita apparently said to him at some point, you should bring him out, hmm? Um and you know that that Prabhupada said that there's not too many things that Bhagisadan Thakur directly told him to do, He'd preach in English, if you ever get money print books and he said I could maybe put together two weeks of the total time I spent with Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur over the over a lifetime of being his disciple or over the number of years that he was um initiated and, and Bhakti Siddhanta was 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 in the world. Hmm? Uh, but he whatever he did hear from Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada, he very much took that to heart and made his Guru is very evident, and he made that his whole life revolve around that. So this is one of the things he told him. You should bring Siddharth Marsh out, bring him out. You know, he's too he should get, you know, because Prabhupada was like that, Prabhupada would arrange preaching programs and things like this, even as a householder. Hmm. So, in the end, he did he's responsible for that <laughs> and we're and and as I say this, this is what he wanted uh, one of the things that he wanted Prabhupada wanted as well that uh, that uh, his realizations would be would be shared so we are very fortunate to um, have that opportunity and we are obliged by it to to share with others and so we have been doing that for a number of years and uh, we find that it's it's been Helpful, encouraging, nourishing to to many um, who um, have come in touch with Gaudiya Vaishnavism through Prabhupada's very um, broad and powerful uh, campaign. Hmm? So, and for us personally, well, you know, it's, we're very lucky. This is our Parampara. We have this this combined influence. In the words of Guvinda Maharaj, uh, Bhakti Sundar Guvinda who was the immediate successor of Sridhar Marsh, that Prabhupada, Swami Maharaj, as he would refer to him as Sridhar Marsh, they are our Rupa and Raghunath. Hmm? Bhakti Raksha Sridhar Dev, Goswami Maharaj ki jai, Daisi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Bhaktivinoda Paribhara ki jai, Gaut Bhaktivinda ki